Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I'm really excited about today's episode. We have Kerry Bass, and he's all about unleashing potential, enabling success, driving excellence for stakeholder well being. He's the founder and CEO of Potential to Reality Consulting, and he's an expert in exponential organizations, transformations. And I'm really excited about this show. So, Kerry, welcome. Thank you. Really appreciate the opportunity to be here. It's very, I, you know, I'm talking more to entrepreneurs these days, but I love talking to intrapreneurs such as yourself and talking about organizations, management, leadership, change. So, tell us more about your backstory and how you got started. Well, uh, I, I figured I never figured out what I really wanted to be when I grew up. And so I continue to have an opportunity to do a, a bunch of different things. And um, I uh, started out, out in a family uh, me, uh, auto mechanics and garage business. And so I got a chance to tinker with a lot of things. And uh, that uh, has led me to be able to go to work with a very large technology computer company. Uh, I don't know if you want me to mention the name or not, but uh, uh, I was th- the, able to see a whole lot of the transition of the computer industry f- from, and that gave me an opportunity to start getting involved in uh, customer service and corporate uh, work. And I think the one transformational event was there was a job that I had at this company when I was on staff that was uh, probably the most secure that I've ever been, but it was the job that uh, nobody else wanted. It never was done. There was more and more paperwork. It was the only job I ever had that gave nightmares. And so I was bound and determined to change that job because I couldn't get out of it unless I changed it. Nobody could replace me. So that led me into the work of transforming processes and organization. I really love that. You really take a very difficult problem, especially, you know, and it's kind of the problem that nobody wants to touch and then you become an <laughs> expert at it. And so um, it's quite, in, I, I love that. Um, so one is, uh, you know, talking about uh, organizations and um, especially after COVID and with everything from remote work, remote organization, how are organizations changing, how to pivot, uh, where do you see the future of organization? Uh, one thing that's always been real uh, evident all along the work that I've done with transformations is that you really have to change the people in it. 
And uh, the pandemic uh, is a, uh, believe it or not, I actually even wrote a blog article about that you really don't want to waste a good crisis because a crisis brings clarity. And I think that that, uh, the pandemic and the subsequent changes that have gone along with that have really brought some clarity to where people are in organizations, their relationships with them. And then also has brought clarity for those leaders to be able to understand that they need to be invested in being clear about where they're going to go and in, in attracting people to go with them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's all about people. And the thing is, uh, you know, talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, the majority of them are, you know, a small subset are transitioning from their corporate and but a lot of them especially the young generation they're jumping right into starting their own companies you know one, one of the problems i hear most frequently is bureaucracy politics you know this kind of these status games um how do you see that playing out in today's organization well i think that again this uh this oppor- we have an opportunity to be able to clarify a lot of these uh things and one of the other major transition items in today's organizational and and work world is the coming of age of automation and artificial intelligence. And so that allows the organizations and leaders that are taking advantage of it to move a lot of that bureaucracy out of the way. Um, One of the things I think that would be real helpful is for organizations to be able to take that bureaucracy, automate it or eliminate it, eliminate it best. That's the lean process of being able to work. And then automate the ones that you can eliminate and then focus your people on bringing real value to your stakeholders in the organization, customers, clients, and your shareholders or uh, owners. Uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, and especially the some of the best companies, you know, we can name them Amazon, Apple, they've really leveraged this. That's why they become the, you know, the the most valuable companies surpassing a lot of the traditional ones. Um, the other question I have is, especially with culture and this, this idea of a dysfunctional, toxic organizational culture with um, bullying, with backstabbing, you know, uh, gossip, you know, all this stuff. How is that playing into your the organizations, how it's developing, people starting companies, and so on? Well, um, I'm working with another gentleman, too, but one of the things that we have uh, focused on and, and I have learned over the years is uh, uh, I think there's a cliche that says culture meets strategy all day long. That's the bottom line of it is the culture of an organization really determines whether or not a, you will really succeed or fail. And the clear thing about it is culture is the responsibility of the leadership. The Whatever the leader believes about their organization and what they want and truly desire will be translated throughout the levels of the organization. Uh, also, the nature of that leader, whether they tolerate backstabbing and, and infidelity and lack of integrity, if those are the, the characteristics that that leader imbues, it will continue throughout the rest of the organization. And so um, there's another piece that I, uh, I like to point out 
is integrity. And integrity from the standpoint of being, you have to be clear about who you are and what you really want. And so, uh, because that will come out no matter what you say. Uh, and I think that that's one of the things that's that's becoming clear, and that's one of the turmoils that a lot of people are reacting to. I think in times past, employees put up with a lot of those things because they felt like that they were willing to go along with a lot of of uh, pain, uh, psychological, emotional uh, belonging, pain in order to have the financial stability that they got from whatever employment. But as employment uh, began to transition and and those that financial stability was at risk, people be, and particularly at the pandemic, people begin to wonder, what am I spending my time on? And if I die tomorrow, is this what I really wanted to have been doing with my time? Yeah, very very powerful. I love that uh, integrity, character, doing what you say you're going to do. I feel like integrity and character are lacking, especially in today's society can't really trust yeah. anybody and um so the other question i have is this idea of this ai wave of ai and its impact on jobs on management on i'm really curious to hear your thoughts well the, uh ai is going to be the next transformation wave of what happens in society you, you see in the news right now that uh, Screen Actors Guild and the actors themselves are on strike because of the emergence of technology and AI to be able to uh, uh, produce stories and also the new technology to generate images uh, without actually having actors be able to do it. So those uh, individuals that have devoted their time and energies into those professions now find uh, a lot of risk inside of that. Um, one of the things I think that has been real interesting is uh, that I, you know, I've not seen a lot of management's response to that, but they've responded by saying, we really don't need you. And so therefore, we're really not wanting to offer as much intrinsic value on that. So my thinking is, is kind of what I'm thinking about uh, labor overall. George W. Bush is not known to be a great thinker uh, and economist for the country. But one thing that he said was really profound and that America works for owners. And so I think what's going to have to happen is that labor needs to get an equity stake in the organizations that they're working on because that way they can deal with the productivity enhancements and changes without having to be at risk by the change of work that they are doing. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. I was talking to my wife, I was like, you know, the day will come when there's an AI celebrity, you know, appearing on social media, the news, you know, and, um, you know, this idea, you know, I've seen also with acting, you know, before it was like with the major studios. Now a lot of actors are trying to get on the Netflix and Hulu and these uh, streaming platforms, uh, very fascinating. It's gonna really change a lot of things and really, especially the creative arts, that area, you're gonna have to pivot and adapt. I love that. One, the other question I have is, um, so we're talking about, you know, you know, people, especially Gen Z, you know, people in high school, they, you know, they're questioning, oh, do I need to go to college? Do I need to work for an organization? I can just 
basically take a boot camp, you know, or get right mentorship, start my company. And so how do organizations really compete with this? Like, you know, the top talent is going, starting their own thing. They're not going to organizations. So how do organizations adapt to this, getting the right people to join them? Again, they they need to be clear about what is uh, their objective. What are they trying to accomplish? And the leaders uh, being able to instill that. Uh, one of the things I found very refreshing is that uh, a lot of these technology companies have decided, uh, IBM and others, that the traditional college path is not necessarily useful uh, for them to be able to prepare the skills. And it, and it excluded a lot of people with creativity and additional thought from the, uh, the world uh, for their, their labor market. And so what they did, they're creating rapid certifications to be able to get the tailored skills that they are looking for, because those those skills will continue to evolve and change quickly with the advent of technology. But the creativity of people and being able to capture those experiences and that worldview is something that the AI cannot leverage or cannot create. And so that's one of the, the basics of what it is. I, I, I grew up in the age of civil rights. And so diversity, equity, and inclusion and belonging has always been a uh, guidestone. But it's one of the things I've always been wary about when you create it into a program. Mm. What I've seen lately is a lot of organizations are beginning to understand now that the real value of producing and creating comes from a diversity of input. And that's why you need to have a diverse, inclusive, uh, equitable organization to be able to make sure that all of the voices for the market that you want to reach are being included in the development of your products and services. Yeah, very, very insightful, very fascinating. And just really talking about, you know, where the trends are going. I really love this, you know, the we're in the marketplace of ideas, you know, free market, free competition, and, you know, may the best win, you know, it, it talks, you know, it kind of talks about all these different things. And so where do you think about uh, management principles, leadership principles, um, where they are today, where they're going tomorrow, are they relevant? Or again, you know, you know do they need to pivot? Tell us more. I think that the strategies and the principles remain foundational and are still remain true. What has to pivot is the techniques uh, and the the tools that are being used. Uh, one of the areas that I'm particularly focused on is uh, uh, process and system and organizational quality. There are several professional gurus, as they call them, of quality. And what they define quality in that work was elimination of defects and reducing cycle time, being able to get things done faster with fewer errors and less waste. Uh, and that is a core fundamental principle. Uh, optimizing resources is really remains still the key. But then there's another gentleman that I, I studied under and got my master black belt for Lean Six Sigma. And his name is Greg Watson, and he defines quality as the persistent pursuit of goodness, tightly coupled with the relentless avoidance of badness. And so what that means is, is that we have to expand our view beyond the tiny 
uh, and it's not necessarily tiny, but the development of products and services and systems are small. And as uh, automation and AI becomes more mature and advanced, a lot of elimination of defects and reducing of cycle time will be automatic. So we don't have to spend the time of people to do that. We need to think about eliminating waste at the system and the organization level, waste of talent, waste of organization, waste of our environment. Uh, those are the things that we really need to raise it up. And so the principles of optimization for management just needs to raise its view and become more inclusive and more strategic. Yeah, very well said. Final question before we um, end it is, uh, what can be done to help employees, people to have more faith in leadership, in institutions? You know, there's like, I was, there's a starting statistic, like in the 70s, before Nixon got in, impeached, you know, the faith in, you know, a higher office was like 70, 80%. And then today it's like 15%, you know, that's like, and you can't get that trust back. So what can be done to help us have more faith? I think, uh, and that goes back again to that point I was making about integrity. You really need to be true to who you are. I believe it was the CEO of Shopify uh, kind of had a shocking uh, statement of uh, a year or two ago where he basically says, we are not a family. But you hear that all the time in businesses saying, that, you know, well, we're a family. Well, that's not true because you can't fire family. Uh, you can't lay them off. And when they're without you, you take family with you, whether you're making money or not. Organizations need to be clear about who it is and what it is that we're doing. We are serving clients and customers. Uh, we're doing that for a profit uh, or for a uh, organizational gain. And that's what we do. And we're clear about that. And so if that's what you're wanting to, if you're interested in doing that, that's why you want to join me. And you can count on us being clear that we're going to be that, working in that way. The other thing is, is be clear about that working for someone else. And that's why I really uh, like your the, the topic of your podcast, financial freedom, but freedom overall is that people need to to search for their own guidance and happiness it's not in a job it's not in an organization it's in you mm -hmm. and so in order for us to have faith we need to align ourselves with organizations that are moving in the direction that we're wanting to go mm -hmm. yeah so well said how can people contact you follow you reach out to you and so on my website is uh www and i'm on linkedin and uh, I'd love to be able to chat with anybody. Uh, you can get a Calendly link and be able to set up an opportunity for us to chat. I like talking with folks and being able to, to help organizations be able to use their resources and achieve their goals. Yeah, fascinating. And for all the audience, let's thank Carrie for coming out to the show. And all of Carrie's resources will be in the links. And I love this fundamental idea of integrity character and that's that'll be the theme of this episode so thanks so much and thanks for coming on to the show thanks chris i really appreciate you having me this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.